Hey guys, and welcome to episode 18 of Searching for Better. Today, I'm going to go through all the things that I suggest on how to change your mindset and attitude. And this is such a big one because I feel as though when we change our mindset and our attitude, our life tends to change. As they say, when we work on the inside, the outside tends to change with it. So today I'm going to go through all those simple ideas that have really helped me to create a better mindset for myself and therefore a better life. Hi there and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia and I'm the blogger behind searchingforbetter.net, which is now the podcast. Searching for Better is all about exploring ideas on how to find our path in life and to live it wholeheartedly. So welcome to our show and I really, really hope you enjoy it. Welcome to episode 18, guys. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening as always. So the reason that I thought about this podcast for this week is because I feel as though when we're trying to change our lives, when we're trying to be happier, a lot of that comes from our mindset and our attitude. And I think that the biggest changes that I made were first to my mindset and I feel like the rest of my life sort of shaped and changed around that. And that's why I wanted to get into that today. I know that a lot of people are looking to change their lives or change certain areas of their lives. And I feel like these tips can apply in any way. And I think they are ideas that can just open us up to different ways that we can live our lives and different ways that we can see things and go about things again so that the rest of our lives can change with it. My first tip when it comes to how to change your mindset and attitude is basically to own your truth. And that is such a simple tip, but I feel like if I had to choose one that I would say to take away from this, it would definitely be this tip because not only for myself, but I have seen other people in other situations, really close friends of mine, where some people have owned their truths, um, you know, live their life according to who they really truly feel like they are. And I've also seen really close friends of mine that haven't and have suffered for years because of it. So I feel like owning your truth is such an important step in changing your mindset and your attitude because when you don't own your truth, when you're not living truthfully, wholeheartedly, I feel like that's when we struggle the most because it's like we're carrying an an extra load that we don't need to. So for example, with the blog and whatnot, when I was really quiet about it, and I also used to be really quiet about the fact that I've always wanted to work for myself and turn this into something I was, I was always hesitant to tell people because I just was too scared to hear what they were going to say. And basically, in a nutshell, I wasn't owning my truth. I wasn't standing up for what I felt was important to me. I wasn't being who I truly was. And I feel as though because of that, that also affected my self-esteem because it put me in that thing of shame, which is something that Brene, talks, Brene Brown talks about. And she's a really fantastic speaker. But I feel like when we don't put ourselves out there and give ourselves the courage to say, you know, I want to do this or I don't want to do this, I feel like it's putting putting ourselves down. It's putting us in a position where we feel like we shouldn't be speaking that truth and therefore feeling shameful. And I feel like this is where self-doubt and all these self-esteem issues come from as well. And a personal challenge that I've seen from some of my friends and, and family, actually, to be honest, is the difference between... Um, and this is a really big topic, a difference between the people that have come out and the people that haven't um, in terms of their sexuali- sexuality. And that is a personal choice. I'm not saying that people should or shouldn't or I think that's definitely up to the individual. But all I am saying is from my perspective, I have seen the difference between when someone has the courage to come out and say who they are 
versus someone who hasn't. Um, and not because they don't want to, obviously they don't feel like they can or, or whatever the situation is, but I have definitely seen the difference in someone who is living their life and someone who isn't owning their truth. And it's huge. I have seen friends that I have loved carry massive loads for years, feeling like they have to be less than themselves to the people that they love. And that takes a serious toll. It, again, I think it also makes it really difficult for us to have that peace of mind and that calmness. But then I've also seen people who have been themselves from the get-go and have been very fortunate to have very supportive environments that have always loved them. And that has made such a difference because they've pursued you know, the goals that they want to. They have a lot of self-confidence. But most of all, I feel like they're happy with who they are. And that's the biggest difference I've seen from people that have, you know, have been able to own their truth and people that struggle to. So if you're looking at changing your life, changing your mindset, changing your attitude, the first step that I would suggest, which again was really helpful for me, is to actually own your story, own your truth. If you hate your job and you want to move and you want to start a new course, say that. Just own it. Don't worry about what other people are going to say. What is right for you? What makes you feel better? What? How are you honoring yourself by saying this? What things can you do for yourself? What can you say? How can you be to be truly yourself? And again, this is something that works really well with me for the podcast. As soon as I started owning it, stepping out there, putting myself out there, I felt a lot better. And that was the same with this podcast. As soon as I started doing it, I felt so much better because I was putting myself out there. I was owning my truth and I was starting to speak about the things that were important to me and the things that I was hoping were important and where I could help other people. So first and foremost, if you're looking to change your mindset and your attitude, I would say own your truth, figure out who you are and don't be afraid to put yourself out there and be that person. The people that love you will only support and love you even more and the people that don't are not, are not your people. And that's something that I've, I've realized as well. I was super excited and so grateful to have such amazing friends around me. And to be honest, by being more myself, putting myself out there and talking about the blog and talking about the plans and, and the dreams that I had for myself, I developed deeper connections with the people that are most important to me. And I also managed to create new connections with people because of that. So I would really highly recommend that you would that you look at if you're owning your truth, if you're saying what you want to say, if you're being who you want to be, because once you do that in one area of your life, whether it's a career or, you know, whether it's with your partner or whatever it is, I feel like the rest of your life will open up as well and you'll start to find more courage and also you'll, ha you'll find that inner power that I feel like we all have when we actually start to take simple steps to be more ourselves. My next tip that I would give when it comes to creating or sorry, changing your mindset and creating a better attitude for yourself would be to look at the areas in your life where you feel as though you're getting the same results. And this is something that I definitely found in terms of relationships for me. This was a big area of my life where I felt as though I was always accepting less. I was always trying really hard in, in relationships and not getting the same back. And that was both in relationships with partners and also uh, with certain friendships. And that was when I started to look at how I was contributing to those relationships and whether I was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results, which is obviously that quote by Albert Einstein, which is a definition of insanity. Uh, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it because oftentimes we try to resolve things the same way. For example, in relationships, I would be with someone who, you know, 
we weren't suited and I would try really, really hard and I'd do everything that I could to make it work instead of just letting it go and accepting the fact that we weren't suited. And then in the next relationship, I'd see the same sort of signs, I'd have the same issues, but then I'd keep doing the same things. And it got to a point where I was realizing that I was attracting all these relationships in my life that were making me unhappy because I was allowing it, because I was following the same sort of mindset and habits that I always was. And this is also in particular, uh, sorry, also something that happened to me when my me and my previous partner split up. I was kind of attracting the same type of guys and I was asking myself, how was it that I managed to attract the same type of people into my life every time? And that was because I realized that my attitude towards the situation and my actions had been the same too. So that's when I realized that I was getting what I was allowing and I was continuing those habits. So I cut ties with people that I didn't think I needed to be speaking to, whether the relationship was inappropriate or, or whatever the situation was, whether it wasn't working, um, whether it was relationships I knew weren't going to go there, but I was just entertaining them because of self-esteem, because of self-doubt, because of you know those, those ideas of loneliness and will I meet someone. And that's when I realized that I was allowing these relationships into my mind, uh, to, into my life, sorry, from that mindset of scarcity, of feeling like there wasn't enough and feeling like I needed to be nice to everybody and feeling like if I wasn't, I would lose friends and relationships that I might, you know, might value later on or they might be ch- life-changing when in reality, they were always the same and my life was always the same because I was allowing it. So the next thing I would say is, you know, if you have a relationship in your life that you're particularly unhappy with, what are you, how are you contributing to it? Create awareness around the habits that you have around it. And again, this could be with a mother-in-law, a father-in-law. I guess it becomes a case of what are we allowing into our lives? And that's also another factor that I think is really game-changing when it comes to changing our mindset, changing our attitude. I think when we become aware of how we're contributing to issues that we have by our habits, that gives us the opportunity to change them because that's what self-awareness does. We can step back and say, I see now why my situation is always like this. And that was definitely the case for me. I remember journaling that I was getting the same because I was always allowing the same. And the minute I stopped that and realized and stepped back and said, okay, this is what I need to do going forward and this is how I need to, you know, cut ties or, or whatever, that's when my life really started to change. And that's when I made room for the relationships that I really desired to have. And the reason that I got those relationships was because my habits had changed because I had created awareness around them. So that's the next step that I would suggest when it comes to changing your mindset and changing your attitude. It's about looking at where we keep doing the same things and expecting different results. And obviously it's the results that we're unhappy with and where we can change those routines, those habits, the attitudes or the situations that we're in by altering how we respond to them. When we are talking about changing our mindset and our attitude, another big tip, topic, discussion I feel like comes up or should come up is about taking responsibility. And I feel like it's really easy in our day and age to hand responsibility off to a situation, a feeling, um, another person. There are so many situations where I have had previously blamed other people for feeling held back, blamed other people for my happiness. And I think I realized during the loss of my brother and the grief that I've been through and the things that I've read 
and you know the way I've tried to change my mindset and attitude through everything is that it's actually entirely up to me as to how I go about life and therefore it is entirely my responsibility as to how I respond to things and that has been life-changing for me because it's also been empowering to take responsibility for myself and to realize that it's not up to my partner or my family to make me happy it's up to me it's up to me to take those steps to heal it's up to me to take those steps to create and build the life that I want to build and create and it doesn't matter what I've been through it's about how I handle things now and taking that responsibility can be intimidating because when we take responsibility we're also opening ourselves up to be vulnerable to you know to fail to make mistakes and and not be able to blame someone else for it and don't get me wrong this topic uh, of taking responsibility can be a really hard pill to swallow because it's really easy to blame other people for our attitudes and our situations and I definitely know that I've had many relationships in my life where I have felt you know, that I've been treated incorrectly. I have created beliefs for myself from those relationships that have really held me back. But in saying that, I know now that I'm able to take responsibility for that. But but it's not about blaming ourselves. It's not about criticizing ourselves. It's just standing up and saying, I understand that what I've been through has been tough. I understand that there's some work I have to do with myself, but I'm willing to do that work. I am worthy. I am enough. And I'm going to move myself forward because I am responsible for that. And that is the next tip that I would say in changing your mindset and your behavior. Your happiness, your your life, the way you build your life, your career, it's all your responsibility. It's not up to anybody else to fix our problems, to solve things for us. Again, it's this is not about not asking for help. That is in no way what I'm saying. But You know, sometimes, for example, it's really easy for us to sit there and get angry with people, but then not communicate. So the whole idea is, you know, people don't know what help we need unless we communicate. And that's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to seek the help and the support that we need. In no way is it someone else's responsibility to just know how we're feeling. And that's something that I've learned as well through my current relationship, which has been really lovely. It's been great to learn how to communicate and take responsibility for the fact that when I'm not communicating, my partner can't understand things. So that's up to me to be able to vocalize how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, and really own that. So when you're going through your life and you're thinking about the things that you want to change, Try not to fall into that victim mentality. Try and stand up and see where you can take responsibility and where you can change things because it's up to us to change things and we can change things at any time. Another idea that I got when it came to how to change your mindset and your attitude is from a speaker called Caroline Mice. And she is a really fantastic spiritual speaker, but she's also really tough and I really love her delivery. So I will make sure to add that speech to the blog post. So don't forget to check out the blog post, which will be linked in the episode description. Um, But basically her idea was that the small decisions in our life are the most powerful ones. And I really, that really made me think because when we think about powerful decisions, we often think about big decisions like buying a house, moving, uh, getting married, have it ch- choosing to have kids. There's so many big decisions that we can think of that we equate with being powerful decisions. But Caroline's point of view was that powerful decisions are actually the small decisions we make day to day because they reflect our self-power. So she was saying, you know, every time that we do a habit, 
um, that we know isn't nourishing our mind, our body or our soul. Every time we make those small decisions day to day that we know that inside voice disagrees with is, uh, sorry, are the decisions that make or break us and build up our self-power. And that actually sat with me so much. It really resonated with me because I realized that the most important decisions that we can make are the, and the most powerful decisions we can make are the decisions that we make on a daily basis to honor ourselves or to not honor ourselves. For example, you know, every time you say yes to something that you know you shouldn't, that's another situation of where we're giving our power away. For me, I know it's every time I get up and I haven't honored my body by eating good foods or I know that I need to make time in my day to work out because that's what helps me with my mindset and I don't. Those are the times that I feel like I've given my power away and it, it obviously affects your self-esteem, it affects your decision-making. It's sort of like a snowball effect and I think that was her point. She was trying to say that look at the small decisions that we're making every day and see how that shapes our life and I think that also goes back to a concept that Tony Robbins came up with which was the 1% change and his or 2% or whatever he calls it but his idea was you know it only takes one tiny move to change our entire direction. And that's something that's always stayed in my mind every time I think that I'm making a small decision that's not going to affect my life. For example, you know, when I get up on a Monday, I know that I have to do my, my stuff for the blog. And if I make the decision not to, I feel inside me that it's not right. It's kind of that intuitive thing that I've not honored myself today. And I feel like that sets the tone for another decision that I then follow through with that doesn't sit with me because I've already made one. And again, it's that snowball effect. But I really would encourage you to look at all the small decisions that you're making daily and asking yourself whether or not they are honoring your sense of self or not. And again, this is work that I have done also that has really made a difference because I started to realize that my life is created by the small decisions that I make every day. It's not those big decisions. Yes, those big decisions can shape us, but they're few and far between in the sense that we don't choose to buy a house every day. We don't have to make those decisions every day. It's the tiny decisions, for example, whether we get up and decide to meditate or the daily choice that we have to get up and take responsibility for our mindset and do things that nourish our mind. There are so many small decisions that we make throughout the day that are going to determine whether we are going to own our truth and take responsibility and also allow that inner power that we have and honor that voice inside that we have about where we want to go and who we want to be. And that was such a big revelation to me. I feel like it definitely changed the way I went about my day because I realized the power of my choices. And I hope that this resonates with you as well. And you realize that even though those small daily decisions are frequent the fact that they are frequent tells us too that it is these decisions that build our life that create our life and help us to change our lives as well another idea or suggestion that i would make when it comes to looking at changing your mindset and your attitude is to actually create a list of beliefs for yourself and the reason that I would make this suggestion is because, again, this is always work that I've done because I only try to recommend things that I have found really helpful. But belief setting is almost like goal setting in the sense that we have a look at all the beliefs that we've had and we look at the situations that we're in in our lives and see how those beliefs have contributed to those situations. 
And I am personally a big believer that obviously our beliefs are the foundation of our actions. If we believe we can do something, we will do it. And if we, we, if we, sorry, if we believe we can't, we won't. And that's just a simple way of saying it. But that's why I always recommend going back and digging deep into the type of beliefs that we have that are driving the actions that we take daily. And then from there, I would suggest actually looking at how you want your life to be, asking yourself the question of, you know, what does my ideal day look like? What type of person do I want to be? What type of feelings do I want to feel? And then looking at the types of beliefs you would need to have to be that type of person and adopting those beliefs. And this is not work that we just do once and that's it. I feel like setting our beliefs is constant work. It's a constant evolution depending on the growth and the changes and the situations that we go through. And I know for me, creating my beliefs has been something that happened both during that day when I decided to sit down and take responsibility, create awareness and see how I was contributing to the situations and the frustrations that I had in my life. But it's also um, something that we build over time by filling our minds with good things, reading books, listening to ideas that really resonate with us. For example, later on, as I was watching a really good speech by Brene Brown, sorry, on Netflix called Call to Courage. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Her main motto was courage over comfort. And this is a belief that I have adopted so deeply that every time I feel scared to do something, I remind myself that it's about courage over comfort. That's the belief that I want to stick to this year. That is a belief that is guiding my actions going forward this year. And that helps me and pushes me forward. And again, when you look at it, you can see that because my foundation is courage over comfort, my actions will then reflect that. They will push me outside of my comfort zone and get me doing things that I'm I'm scared to do, but that I know that at the end of the day, I value courage more than I do staying in my comfort zone. This is just one example of a type of belief that has helped me and pushed me forward. I wouldn't even be doing this podcast if it wasn't for it. I actually have Courage Over Comfort written and taped on my wall in my study. So every time I work, it's sitting there. And that's another suggestion. When you start creating those beliefs and seeing what ideas really resonate with you and creating that guideline for yourself, put it somewhere where you can see it. Put it there so that you remind yourself of how you're going to take how these guidelines are going to affect you moving forward and the type of actions that you want to take. When they're right in front of us, it's so amazing how your mind just comes up with it every time you go to make a decision. For example, the courage over comfort sat with me so much. Like I said, every time I felt like I was valuing comfort over courage, I reminded myself and my actions changed. I had that awareness about myself and I took that responsibility. So you can see how all the points that I've made before really mesh into this next step of creating our beliefs and really thinking about how we want to move forward with our lives. But I think it also is really empowering to look at how we've gotten to where we are today and what types of beliefs have gotten us there because that helps us create the awareness to create those changes. This is something that I'm going to be working on in Searching for Better. Um, The first module, which is so exciting, is all about how to change our beliefs and it's called belief setting bundle because I think beliefs is something we should set just as much as we do goals. I think that our beliefs are so empowering and so game-changing because again they are the foundation for our actions. So my next point would be if you're looking to change your mindset or your attitude really look and dig deep at the type of beliefs that you currently have and how those beliefs have led you to where you are today and also look at where you want to go and how you need to change those beliefs. Put up a 
a nice little like oh you could even just get sticky notes and write the types of beliefs and stick them onto your wall that's just another suggestion but really think about being aware and taking responsibility for also setting your beliefs because this is another way that we can really change our mindset and change our attitude in a way that's long lasting and empowering When it comes to changing your mindset and your attitude, another suggestion that I would make that I feel like has been really pivotal in creating long-lasting change is to ask yourself better questions. And this is something that is in a lot of personal development work. And when you start to realize the quality of the questions that they ask, you realize why some people achieve differently to others. And this is something that I first learned from Tony Robbins, but it didn't really sit with me till a few years later when I was ready for it. And again, this is something that Jim Rohn talks about. I was listening to him in the car on the way to work and he was talking about goal setting. And he said that, you know, a lot of people focus on what the goals are going to get them. But he said, he goes, the question is, what am I going to, the question isn't, sorry, what am I going to get from this goal? The question is, who am I going to become by pursuing this goal? And that is just an example of how questions can change our mindset and our attitude because they change our perspective. They make us look at things differently. And I know when I, when I, when he said that, I was like, oh, okay. I never actually thought about that. Yes, you know that goals can change you, but you never think about Instead of pursuing the material means of a goal, you, uh, you would consider or ask yourself, well, hold on, I'm pursuing this goal, but who am I going to become to achieve this goal? And that opens up our minds to the possibility of something greater. It makes us realize that goals are not just about creating those material benefits, although that, you know, that is definitely a benefit or something to look forward to, but it's also about the growth the changes that these goals create in us, the person that we become, the feelings that we will get from pursuing this goal because of the person that we have allowed ourselves to grow into. And this is just one example of how questions can shift our perspective and our mindset and help us to think so much differently. For example, like I always um, say, another question is, have I honored myself today? That is such a different way than saying, what didn't I get done today? You can already tell the tone in those two questions. There's such a difference when we ask ourselves something empowering, something of value, something of quality, as opposed to something more negative and something that, ha- that makes it really easy for us to criticize ourselves. So instead of asking yourself, you know, what didn't I get done today or say, or making a list of things that you wish you'd gotten done, try asking yourself, you know, have I nourished my mind, body and soul today? Have I followed through with actions that I feel are empowering for my sense of purpose? There are so many ways to ask yourself better questions that give you better, more empowering answers and help you make better decisions. And again, going back to Jim Rohn's one, I just, I found that mind blowing because I never even contemplated looking at that side of a goal and thinking about all the growth and the benefits and the feelings that would come from becoming a type of person. And I think I really like this perspective too, because he said, you know, for example, uh, something that I personally struggle with is when I set goals, I tend to be too overly realistic and put so many limitations on myself before I even start. And his point was, aim really big, because even if you don't get there, 
and like you know you might not get exactly what you want he's like think about the type of person you're becoming just from aiming that high and that is another benefit because no matter where we go or how high we go there will always be growth as long as we're aiming for more than what we are right now and I think that that was a really beautiful perspective of goal setting to come from so again this just goes to show I think as well That when we're changing our mindset and our attitude, it's worth looking at the way we talk to ourselves and the way we ask ourselves questions and trying to reframe those questions to make them more empowering, more motivating, and also change our perspective to see the bigger picture of things. The next two tips are tips that are more practical to do things. And I feel like the first one is definitely more common sense, but it is also something that until someone says it, you're like, oh, And that is, I feel like being really conscious about the environment that we're creating uh, for ourselves by the things that we watch and the things that we listen to. And I honestly did not think about that until I started reading The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, where he spoke about the type of environment that we create for ourselves and the way that we fill our minds. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So basically I made a conscious effort to make sure that I filled my mind with things that were empowering, enriching, and things that were going to help me. And don't get me wrong, everybody loves a little bit of Netflix time. I'm not saying that you have to fill every single moment of your time with a personal development book. But I was really conscious about what I was getting up and filling my mind with on a day-to-day basis. So I started to read more books uh, on personal development, but also books that I felt like discuss topics that for me right now was something I needed to be thinking about and hearing about. And that also went back to um, uh, podcasts. I made sure that I was listening to speakers that really resonated with me right now in the time that I had. So on the drives to work, I listened to um, the Ultimate Jim Rohn Library, which is on Audible. And that is another way that I try to fill my mind every day with positive, powerful things and ideas that can help me to grow and move forward. So I really recommend that because it's so easy to get caught up in certain mindsets when we're scrolling Instagram or always on Pinterest or things. I feel like, to be honest though, Pinterest has actually got some really great personal development content. So that's another way that you could add it into your day. If you know you love scrolling Pinterest, that's another option. But it's even about, for example, our social media feed. If you love Instagram, I know I made a point of cleaning up my social ins- uh, my social media feed and making sure that it was full of positive, empowering things so that when I scrolled through it, I wasn't comparing myself to some blogger that lives in Europe that always looks amazing because let's be honest, self-comparison is another mindset. It's another way that we struggle. And I realized that I was struggling because I was my feed was full of things that were creating expectations in my mind for myself that weren't even expectations that I necessarily wanted. So I realized that to stop myself from doing that, I really had to be conscious about what I was allowing into my life through the environment that I was creating with what I was watching, reading, or listening to. So again, clean up your social media feed. I started following um, some really great bloggers um, that I really admired in personal development, also some great speakers. I also followed some spiritual accounts with all those great quotes. I love that. That's my thing. It helps me to process and think, and I've really enjoyed that. And I think that's just another way that we can change our mindset and attitude. How are we feeling in those times 
um, you know, and how are we creating a positive environment for ourselves? It's really, again, easy to get caught up in things when we watch too much reality TV or we watch really scary shows or sometimes even the news can be really depressing. So I'm really conscious about what I allow my mind to be filled with. I work so hard to calm my mind I, I, and calm it down, you know, with all the meditation and everything. I think it's really important how we then decide to fill it back up. So think about the things that you watch, you read or you listen to and see how you can adjust those to change your mindset and attitude, to make it more positive, to make it a, an environment for growth for yourself. The final tip that I would give when it comes to changing your mindset and your attitude, again, goes back to Tony Robbins. He's got such great content. I really love it and I highly recommend him as well as Jim Rohn because they're very similar. Um, Tony Robbins actually went to Jim Rohn's speeches when he was younger. So that's a really (laughs) interesting personal development fact. But I know years ago when I went to, and this was a good 10 years ago, when I went to Tony Robbins, um, one of his... um, seminars that he spoke about changing your state and he said to change your state you need to physically change your state you need to go for a run or change your body uh, language or your posture or and I really never thought about that until I started to actually start walking start running start doing things that actually helped me change my mindset and I saw the link between the two so my final suggestion would be you know if you want to change your mindset and your attitude it's also worth considering changing your your body in the sense that your posture, um, the way you sit, because just doing a bit of reading from his work, it obviously says that our body sends signals to the brain. So when we're slouching and when we're looking unhappy, we tend to feel that way. But when we stand up, when we you know, try to smile more, when we make sure we practice empowering moves, that tends to make, that sends those signals to the brain that creates more happiness, helps change our mindset and our attitude. So that's another thing. I know for me, sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit unmotivated and struggling with the blog in terms of content and thinking, what can I do? I actually go back to my body language and I think, well, hold on, let me see how I'm sitting. And I notice that I'm slouching and then I'm in that mode of like sort of, um, can I, how can I say it, like low self-esteem and sort of practicing those things by my body language. So I make an effort to sit back, to have a higher posture and to put myself in a mode of, no, hold on, I'm going to figure this out. Let's sit down, let's plan it out. And what's super interesting is I was also reading some work from a yogi called uh, Yogananda and he has a really great book as well. And he is a massive Indian guru who was also talking about how our posture affects our our mindset and he was saying for example in meditation they encourage you to actually sit tall because when you're slouching it encourages your your body to sleep it thinks that it's it's you know bedtime or whatnot so that's just another different type of book another perspective that also says the same thing and I really like when I find the same messages in content because I find that there's a lot of connections between things So if you're trying to change your mindset and you're trying to change your attitude, try changing your posture, try going for a walk, try changing your state by changing your physical state first um, and seeing how that goes for you as well. So that is all the tips that I have and that I would suggest in terms of how to change your mindset and your attitude. 
As I say always, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But thank you so much for listening. I've really appreciated your time. And don't forget, in between now to the next episode, feel free to check out searchingforbetter.net, which has heaps of content available for you, um, some other stuff that I've written as well. And if you like what we have here, don't forget to subscribe below um, to our email list. We ha- I send out weekly emails of stuff that I don't talk about here on the on the podcast or on the blog it's all just for the subscribers and I also have a resource library I don't know how I haven't mentioned this in all the episodes yet but there is also a a resource library for my subscribers which has like a routine planner a principal planner any sort of um, free resources that I create I usually send to them first as well some of them don't even get released only uh, they only get released sorry to the subscribers as well so check that out as well but until then I will speak to you next week